0: what's up capitalists hey it's your uh, online consultant nate houseman and i'm here with some news knowledge and resources for the end of the week february 5th 2022 and we're going to talk about cryptocurrency we're going to talk about big tech censorship we're going to talk about the stock market we're going to talk about joe rogan the uh, freedom convoy and some general nastiness going on in politics but There's 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 a lot of good news to um go over and a lot of reason to be um hopeful. I mean it looks like the world's going to crap, but that's just because the uh, powers of be are getting desperate. That's what I'm all gonna tell you. Things are looking good. Now before we get started, um, if you want to support the program, you can go to my website natehassman.net and buy some merch. And I've also got some affiliate links to some helpful resources that I think will help you out. You can sign so you can um. Sign up with Uphold or Kucoin and get involved with um cryptocurrency. You can buy precious metals through Acre Gold. You can start your online business by clicking on the link to Vandasta, and they'll set you up with a website and online marketing plan. And if supply if the supply chain's got you down and you're not sure where to get some food, click on the link to a market MarketWagon and you'll have You'll get food, you can order food online from local grocery, local farmers in your area and have it delivered to you um, at a point in time of the week. And if you find this content valuable, please share it and uh, give it a thumbs up. So let's get to it. Big, big news with uh, Bitcoin as of uh, February 4th. Bitcoin rallies as altcoins take the lead. Bitcoin rose 11% in the past 24 hours, less than 30% Jumping ETH and twenty percent in the uh, near, so Bitcoin is going back up again. Now we'll go back down. We might be in, you know, we might still hit the hit a bottom around um, in the in the twenty thousand, twenty thousand to thirty thousand range, but this is this is good news, and people are um with people losing. You know, with the uh, stock market, you know, going up and down, and people worried about uh, what the Federal Reserve is going to do. Bitcoin is going to look more and more appealing to people who want to preserve their wealth. Um, people have been putting their money in assets like stocks, cryptocurrency, gold, and silver. And whether or not Bitcoin rises and falls in value, Bitcoin is digital gold, and that's why God. That's probably why God talked to Satoshi and told him how to, how to set it up. So Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies rallied on Friday, re- reversing losses from a few days ago. Alternative cryptocurrencies, so, also called altcoins, performed as Ether, the world's second largest cryptocurrency, gained 13% over the past 24 hours, compared with an 11% rise in Bitcoin. Near, the token associated with the NIR protocol, a Layer 1 blockchain that aims to overcome the limitations of its competitors, including slow transaction rates. Okay, so a Layer 1 blockchain is what e- Ethereum is. You've, you might have heard of Ethereum. It's, um, it's not just a cryptocurrency. It's a, a platform where you can create decentralized applications that aren't you know, controlled by one single person. So e- Ethereum is a Layer 1 protocol platform. And then there are other Layer 1s that are competing with it, like Cardano and supposedly Near. Then there are Layer 0 protocols like uh, Polygon, which are intended to um, link the Layer 1 blockchains together. So that's kind of, that's Layer 1 and Layer 0 in a nutshell. Near protocol is apparently is a, um, a blockchain platform that's gaining some popularity here. So that's some good news. And as as usual, I will tell you, you know, I don't intend to give you like financial advice, but the best thing you can do, and it's something that I do, is just dollar cost average. Whenever you whenever you earn um money at your job or your business, put some of it aside and just put invest in cryptocurrency at regular intervals. Time in the market beats timing the market. More Bitcoin news. It's going to come up here. Bipartisan bill to eliminate taxes for small Bitcoin transactions. The proposed legislation seeks to reduce friction in the usage of Bitcoin as a daily currency. So, now is this in the um, U.S. Congress? Federal government? A bipartisan bill introduced Thursday... Could exempt bitcoin transactions from tax obligations if the associated capital gains are 200 or less seeking to incentivize the digital currency's usage as medium of exchange in the u.s economy currently any gain obtained from the sale of cryptocurrency must be must be reported as taxable income regardless of the size or purpose of the transaction now right now the irs classifies cryptocurrency as property not necessarily as money like you buy cryptocurrency like you would buy an asset like a painting or a house or real estate and then you would sell it when you feel like the um value has gone up so you can make a profit but bitcoin was intended to be used as digital gold now gold can be considered a property because you buy it and sell it but for thousands of years gold itself was currency along with silver they had different exchange rates but um you basically Divided precious metals up into coins, and would would buy goods and services with those coins or those little fractions of gold. Bitcoin is divided up, in, you know each bitcoin is divided up into like eight decimal points called satoshi unit, units, called satoshis, and you can use, and ideally you can use satoshis to buy and sell stuff. Like you've got, you've got certain politicians like the mayor of Miami and the mayor, the new mayor of New York. And some politicians in Europe and some star athletes—they're accepting—they're taking their paychecks in Bitcoin. You know, they're not because whether you, whether you think Bitcoin is volatile, volatile or not, it's more more of a sign of fiat currency's volatility. You know, ever since Bitcoin, ever since the dollar was taken off gold in 1971, there's really been no solid. You know, measurement of how much a dollar is worth. So, moving on. Speaking of speaking of governments accepting um, adopting cryptocurrency, El Salvador, which is made the news last year, they relaunched the Chiva wallet, plans to deploy fifteen hundred Bitcoin ATMs. Seeking a solution for 4 million users, the government focuses on the Chivo wallet's stability and uptime, scalability, and social impact. So, El Salvador, the first country to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender, relaunched its in-house Chivo wallet to to address the existing challenges for local Bitcoin transfers. Each um, Alpha Point integration, yep, with Alpha Point integration, the updated Chivo wallet is expected to carry out instantaneous, low-fee Bitcoin transactions. While fixing concerns related to stability and scalability, so El Salvador is uh, just chugging along with Bitcoin, and they've been under pressure from some of the uh, central banks and the International Monetary Fund. Hey, um, if you want if you want loans from us, if you want support from us, you need to you need to drop off. You need to get up get up. You need to ease up on Bitcoin. But El Salvador, they're they're moving along. So, good on that. Let's move to the stock market. Just look at CNBC's front page. Home page. And it looks like they need to update their uh tickers. They always do this when I have the page open for a long time. But it looks like uh, Fed Influence... Sh- Fed influence, shaky forecasts, and delayed decisions How the Biden administration misplayed inflation. So the Dow Jones Industrial is in the red today. S and P is um, in the green. Nasdaq is up. Basically, the stock market is just kind of like um, kind of dithering because they're worried about what the uh, Federal Reserve is going to do with the money supply. And let's just click on this link here. Biden the Biden administration misread the rising threat of inflation for a variety of reasons, according to several economists and current and former government officials. Those reasons include Fed influence across the administration, the folly of traditional economic forecasting, political pressure to spend, big, and a lack of the urgency in deciding who would run the Federal Reserve, they said. It's always going to be an issue in any White House how the policy and politics interact, said a former Fed official. I just think they miscalculated. Those are kind of the bullet points on the CNBC article. Basically, there's so much dithering going on. That's probably why the um. There's probably so much dithering going on, up up, up at the tippy top of the uh, central bank system, that that's got that's that's what's got the um stock market as a whole just kind of spooked right now, and. This next article, it's kind of dipping into the um, entertainment area, but. It's kind of a good illustration of how stocks and corporations are tied to the banks. Disney names former JP Morgan analyst Alexei Quadrani as head of investor relations. This is from January 28th. Now, the Disney Walt Disney, the company the Disney company is going through a big transition. Their longtime their former CEO, Bob Iger, he just retired as the uh, chairman of the board, and now the current CEO Bob Chapek is pretty much free from Iger's influence now, so it's pretty much Bob Chapek's, you know, show along with the current members of the corporate board. But looking at this here, Lexi Quadrani, she's been brought in as an as kind of like a really liaison between the company and Wall Street. She was with uh, J.P. Morgan for many years. She was um she worked for J.P. Morgan. Chase, the, uh, the huge corporate bank, and it looks like, uh, Disney's next, uh, shareholder meeting is gonna be, uh, is gonna be March, uh, okay, they'll report their quarterly results on February 9th, and their annual shareholder meeting is next month on March 9th. It's always interesting to watch these, um, these, uh, shareholder meetings if, you know, I don't follow Disney directly, but I've heard, you know, I've heard, um, some video um summaries by some pop culture you know channels on YouTube like clownfish TV a lot of the big investors of these companies are banks and financial institutions like like Chase like uh, probably Bank of America probably like um, some big hedge funds like Fidelity not hedge funds but money managers like like Fidelity and BlackRock and where do these big banks get their money they get their money from the central banks, the Federal Reserve. It's there's a lot more. De- there's a lot more steps and details that go into it, but basically, the Fed and the Treasury they print money, and it goes to the banks, and the banks loan it out to whoever, to to people with houses, to people with car- who want to buy cars, and they also invest that money into publicly traded companies, and that's one reason why the stock market just blew up in these past few years during COVID because the Federal Reserve and the Treasury were printing money. And that's one reason why you're about this whole notion of a wealth transfer that happened during the pandemic lockdowns. You know, um, people have lost the, uh, the purchasing power of whatever money they have when, but so many uh, publicly traded stocks have blown up. So that's why you don't just work for money; you work for assets. So that's why you put part of your money into uh, cryptocurrency or gold or stocks and let it grow in value over time, because assets retain the value; the dollar does not. So that's just kind of um, that's kind of an insight into um. Why the stock market is um hemming and hawing because they don't know what the Fed's gonna do right now. Now, we're gonna talk we're gonna look at some publicly traded companies that made the news this week by falling on their butts. PayPal shares plunged twenty five percent as bleak forecast soaks growth fears. So PayPal, they're pretty much hurting because they're losing um their connection with eBay. Now, PayPal, used, I believe, used to be a division of eBay, and they blew up thanks to eBay because PayPal was like the uh, payment processor of choice. And it looks like PayPal is not going to have that relationship as of pretty soon. And, there, and this article is also listing some other problems like um, challenges like um, inflation and supply chains and people... And consumers not being able to uh, spend as much, Taken together supply chain management problems, inflationary pressure on spending by low-income customers, and ongoing steep declines in eBay volumes, create stiff headwinds exiting the fourth quarter of 2021. They'll persist through at least the first half of 2022. So this is a so this is a uh, this is an example of. Really, the granddaddy of all fintech companies, kind of um, hurting because of my money situation. Now, here's another big crash that you probably all heard of, heard about. Facebook, parent company, to lose twenty billion dollars in market value after dropping a whopping twenty percent, and that's because for the first time in ever. The number of users of Facebook has dropped and they're really um getting eaten up by probably TikTok. TikTok as is a beast all its own and I will I I don't use TikTok. I'm I'm very concerned about China's the the CCP's involvement in China, I mean in TikTok and it's just really super creepy how All these teenagers and 20-somethings, all they do is lip sync and dance. It's like, I don't know, just a, I'm I'm getting old. Zuckerberg says, people have a lot of choices for how they want to spend their time and apps like TikTok are growing very quickly, he said. And also, Meta also attributed its less than seller earnings to uh, privacy challenges that Apple rolled out in June twenty twenty one, that limited Facebook's ability to track users across iOS apps and deliver personalized ads. Translation: They can't, you know, spy on you any, spy on you as much anymore. And um, it's been kind of a open. It's been kind of a open secret that all these big tech companies like Facebook and Google they offer their services for free because they really they really make their money either by advertising or by selling your data to... uh, selling your personal data and habits to um, the marketing departments of other companies. So... And Apple is kind of like putting the kibosh on that. So, now why is Apple doing that? I haven't figured that out, but I don't trust Apple any more than I trust Facebook or Google. So... Apple has all their um, factories and assembly plants in China, or they use very cheap and underpaid and abused labor. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out, you know, China's involvement. Maybe they want to bull, Maybe they want to grow uh, TikTok. I don't know. It's, I'm just spitballing there. Confidence is knocked because Meta is such a big player in the indices. The fall, the fall, the drop in Facebook value has um, brought down Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat. So I'm sure these competitors will um maybe rebound, maybe not Twitter, or Pinterest, but I'm trying to get back into using Snapchat. Just trying to get wrap my wrap my head around that. And we're gonna look at another. Stock near the end of the at the end of the video, at the end of the program, and see how they're doing, social media wise. Moving on, we're going to talk about the the free speech struggle, the um, Joe Rogan controversy. Shaquille O'Neal opposes COVID nineteen mandates that force people to get jabbed. NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal disagrees with government imposed mandates that force people into getting vaccinated against COVID nineteen the Basketball Hall of Famer said on Thursday. And, come on. I'm just trying to get rid of this pop-up so I can read the whole article. He says, look, I encourage everyone to be safe and take care of your family. I do. But there are still some people that don't want to take it and shouldn't have to be forced to take something that you don't want. O'Neill said on the latest episode of the big podcast with Shaq. And. Shoot. I'm trying to read this article and these pop ups keep blowing up. This is on the Epic Times. And. Okay, just gotta get rid of that pop up. Neil and his co hosts, Nichelle Turner and Anthony Spice Adams, spoke about the topic of COVID 19 vaccine mandates. After his co-host brought up the story of two New York-based healthcare workers who were arrested for allegedly forging and selling thousands of COVID-19 vaccine cards. Don't send them to jail, O'Neill said, prompting Turner, who also works as a reporter for CBS, to question the former NBA player's response. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, O'Neill said, as he started a debate by bringing up a fictional person who works up at Entertainment Tonight and is forced to make the decision between losing his job or getting COVID-19 shots. And if you... If you hear the podcast, he's, um, he's arguing against people being forced to take the vaccine or lose their jobs. And the co-hosts were very straight. That, that idea just didn't register with them. It's like, no, they kept saying, no one's forcing you to take the jab. You just, unless, but I'm already going read the whole article, but it's kind of bizarre how some people just don't understand the ram- Understand the um, reasoning between being forced to do something and being able to uh, do what you want and still keep your job, still keep your employment. Moving on, Shaq's not the only public figure who's um, taking a stand against um, either the vaccine or censorship. From the Daily Wire, these are the celebrities supporting Joe Rogan as the left pushes to censor him. While numerous celebrities have actually worked to de-platform popular podcast host Joe Rogan from, from Spotify, a select few celebrities, sports figures, and high-profile individuals have, help, have publicly supported the Joe Rogan Experience host. Most notably, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he posted a supportive message on Rogan's video. The Daily Wire highlighted actor and comedian Kevin James, who was friends with Rogan. Uh, the singer Jewel, who's appeared on the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, the popular tattoo artist Kat Von D. Uh, Daily Show host Trevor Noah. That's surprising. Because I always thought Trevor Noah was kind of a deep state flack. A 100% emoji were posted by former NFL quarterback and Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. Uh, comedian and actor Jamie Kennedy says, um, give support. Comedian Andrew Schultz Notice how many comedians are um, supporting Joe Rogan here. Uh, well said. All-around health and fitness guru Jillian Michaels is supporting him. Uh, popular DJ Cascade. Uh, comedian Andrew Dice Clay. Actor, host, comedian Michael Yo, Reality TV star Jenny Farley. Uh, let's see here. The popular surfer Kelly Slater. Political figures who are not on the right also provided support. Former Democratic... Vac- Presidential candidate Marianne Williamson, for example, posted, I'm purple-vaxxed, but unless they're standing for hate and calling for violence, banning someone's podcast is too much like burning a book to me. Joe should talk on his podcast about whatever he damn well pleases. And also, just keep being you, says former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard might be one of three Democrats I can probably tolerate. The other two are... Um, Joe Manchin, who I'm very impressed by, and Kristen cinema. Although, I don't trust her, based on what Razor Fist has said. But, like I said, you notice how many comedians are supporting um, Rogan in his um, battle against censorship. Comedians are a different breed of entertainer. Um, They have to be very smart. They're often, comedy is often given the shaft at during award season because comedy knows what's up. They, they, they understand the culture. They understand what regular people are going through. Comedy comedians, going way back to court jesters in the middle ages, part of their, part of their appeal is just poking at the absurdities of society. And, any culture that clamps down on its on its comedians you got got you got to worry about that comedians i i i firmly believe comedy is going to save democracy we're doing it for betty here's another story about spotify after more than a week of radio silence the obamas are finally reacting to the controversy over joe rogan's decision to share his platform with two scientists to question the official COVID narrative. This is from Zero Hedge. Former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama have started shopping around for a new deal for their respective podcasts as their three-year deal with Spotify nears its end. Neither the former First Lady nor the former President has posted a new episode in months, and sources say their unhappiness with Spotify started long before Rogan and his controversial interviews with the public last month. The Obama's podcast company, Higher Ground Audio, has reportedly been pushing to launch new shows for months, but the Swedes running Spotify have made it too difficult to get the green light, according to sources close to the Obama's. As a result, the entire team at Higher Ground has become frustrated with the streamer. So... I think we need to uh, look at Spotify's... uh... Stock price. Let's go into Google, and of course, it froze up. Spotify stock price. Modify is up 8% over the last 24 hours. Let's look at the last five days. Uh, it dipped quite a bit on February 3rd, but it's kind of creeping back up. That's good to know. Moving on to the free speech topic here. Jen Saki, the uh, White House correspondent, Threatens Joe Rogan over his COVID views, attacks Americans' First Amendment rights. This is from Kyle Becker, and we're going to look at several, a few other articles by Becker. The White House has been escalating its assault on Americans' First Amendment rights to free speech by ratcheting up the pressure on big tech platforms to suppress and censor its policy critics. On Monday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki issued a veiled threat to digital platforms to do more to call out misinformation and to uplift... Accurate information. Uh, in the last program, we talked about uh, the Surgeon General, so-called, because Joe Biden's not the real president. Spotify. Jen Saki says, Spotify is putting out advisory warnings on episodes that have to do... No, okay, so, excuse me. Spotify is putting out advisory warnings on episodes that have to do with COVID-19. A reporter asked Psaki. Does the White House and the administration think this is a satisfactory step? Or do you think that companies like Spotify should go further than you know, just label on there, say, "Hey, go to your go to your own," you know, check this out. You know, there is such there's more research that you look at. You know, scientific research. That's a very bad run on sentence. Sure, she said. Last July, you probably know, but the Surgeon General also took the unprecedented step to issue an advisor on the risk of misinformation and public health, which is a very significant step and admitted that he talked about the role social media platforms have. So our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19, she continued. That certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer is a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out a misinformation while also uplifting accurate information. I mean, look at the facts, right? She said. She asked. So, that's the quote from Jen Psaki. and why should the government care? They're not supposed to care. I mean, of course, they care about public. They care about public health, but let's look at the facts. The Biden administration lied there that there would be no federal mandates. It lied that vaccines stopped the spread. It lied that math mandates are effective. It lied that lockdowns work. It lied that vaccinated immunity is superior to natural immunity. It lied that vaccines have no side effects. It lied that ivermectin has no antiviral properties. It lied about long COVID. It lied about that the virus was a significant threat to children. It lied repeatedly, and its big tech cronies were there every step of the way to suppress alternative information that littered Americans. Now know to be the truth. So, what has been going on is in America, the government cannot directly violate the uh, the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and what have you. It's got it really needs corporations to do its dirty work. You know, cor- corporate employers, you know, mandate that their employees either get the jab. Or wear masks, or fall through on government policy. Corporations do the censorship. Now we also know from the ongoing lawsuit by uh, Dr. Shiva that Twitter has a hotline with the government, and I need to um upload that vi- upload that video onto uh, Rumble because. I'm really not that impressed with YouTube anymore, but all these organizations are on the hook for money, which means they're all on the hook with the uh, the central banking system. So that's why it's so, so important for us to take control of our money with Bitcoin and gold and silver and precious metals. They might not be in, direct, in cahoots with. Each other, but they are in cahoots with the hub of the wheel, and that's probably in this in this in this country, that's the central bank. So that's why God gave us the blockchain. Here's another example of here's a couple more examples of big tech censorship, and ways we'll talk about ways to get around that. A couple articles from Reclaim the Net: YouTube's new censorship tactic is to uh, limit streams that are too popular. YouTube is capping the number of live viewers for some creators. So YouTube has a brand new censorship tactic that appears to be affecting uh, small creators and one that, on the face of it, makes no sense. Several live streams posted on Google's platform last weekend by truckers protesting in Canada have had their audience limited. The reason given the viewers trying to access the videos, they were too popular. And there's a screenshot here New YouTube censorship scheme just dropped. Video unavailable. It says, this video is popular. Due to limited creator history, we're limiting the number of viewers. Subscribe to this channel and help this creator reach a broader audience. Video unavailable. So, no word though on whether that would make the videos available to that broader audience or if YouTube would come up with yet more censorship gymnastics while trying to suppress content it might not approve of. Some incredulous Twitter users reacted by saying they were waiting for confirmation that the message was a thing and not a meme. However, it's definitely a thing. It's not hard to see how YouTube would disapprove of the particular streams of the Ottawa protest the Canada protests, since they were organized by truckers opposed to the COVID mandi- vaccine mandates. Reports mentioned that the giant platform limited viewership of at least two creators, both live streaming from the Trucker Freedom Con- from the Trucker Freedom Convoy events. So YouTube is huge and YouTube people go to YouTube because of the uh, whole network effect. But just as we're seeing with Facebook under the right conditions, people can be incentivized to uh, move off of it. So I don't post, I don't post my videos on YouTube anymore because they've, uh, they've deleted them. So you can hear me on either rumble or odyssey or on the podcast. Uh, I'm still getting used to publishing to BitChute, but that's kind of a that's kind of clunky on my device. But we're, we're, we're um more and more people are realizing that we, they are we need to use alternatives. You just it's 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 like a game of either cat ma, cat and mouse or whack a mole. Um. Whatever friends you have, if they'll listen, if they won't interrupt and be total narcissists. Just go ahead and tell them, hey, meet me at unminds.com under this uh, username. Meet me on Getter under this username. We're all really excited about Truth Social, and we'll look at that in a little bit here. But I'm really excited about Odyssey because it's it's blockchain-based. You um don't necessarily upload Odyssey videos to Odyssey. You upload them to your, to your computer for, through the uh, library program, and then they're distributed all around the world on computers all around the world. No single organization controls it. Let's look at Google again, being total. I really can't think of a polite word. Google and Yelp remove business reviews that criticize vaccine passport rules. Google has explained how it keeps user reviews on Google Maps free from abuse in a new blog post that also mentions moderating comments from people criticizing businesses for forcing masks or vaccine passports. Meanwhile, Yelp also admitted removing tens of thousands of reviews in 2021 for violating its policies and similarly removed reviews that mentioned vaccine passports. Sites that allow user reviews such as Yelp and Google Maps have updated their moderation policies because some businesses have been hit with bad reviews for implementing COVID-related measures. So, how many people still use Yelp? I I barely touch Yelp. Um, seems like the only reviews that you see on Yelp are just negative, and I'm not sure why anyone would trust them anyway. Google um, is a little more widespread, but um, I and I tell some of my uh, web design marketing clients, yeah, it's best, if you have a local business, you got to get you got to have like a Google My Business profile that'll help you. Show up on Google Maps in your local in your local community, and it'll help you in the uh, search results. But what if Google is acting like a big tech bully? Marketing for local business is getting hard on social media too because Facebook is a uh, watering down its you know marketing tools for with uh, user data. So. It might be time to get back to good old um, email marketing. Although the problem with that is there's so much... Sp- I don't know about you, but I'm getting a ton of spam in my email lately. Um, this is something I'm going to have to think, sit on my rock with. But um it might be time for good old email marketing. Um, good old word of mouth. Um, get on... Get on, get on, get on! all Tech too. Get on Minds. Get on Getter. Get on. Um, Miwi. One thing that's like holding a lot of these alternative social media platforms back is it's all politics all the time, and that's not a bad thing on its own. But people need to go to a web, need to go to a website for more than just that. Like, I go to YouTube not just for news and political commentary. I use it for um. I have a collection of workouts that I uh, follow on there. I um, I play YouTube at night when I'm sleeping because I can play some white noise. I um, I go on Facebook for the memes. If you're if you're Facebook friends with me, you know how you know that I'm a prolific meme merchant. I'm I'm always sharing wild and silly crap. So it might be time to you know. Bring more, you know, fun, bring more anime, bring more comics, bring more memes to these social media platforms and make them more, you know, like, more likable. So, tell your friends and just have some conversation with them. More censorship news. Winter Olympics. Dutch reporter physically removed by Chinese authorities during live broadcast. This is on the Daily Wire and... Meanwhile in Beijing, um, I'm going to butcher this name. Sjord den das a correspondent with for Dutch public outlet, uh, NOS, was physically removed by Chinese authorities during a live broadcast from the Beijing Olympics on Friday. It looks like this was the opening was this the opening ceremony. No, it's um, outside the stadium. Our correspondent uh, was pulled away from the camera by security guards at 12 p.m. live. In the NOS Journal. Unfortunately, this is increasingly becoming a daily reality for journalists in China. He is fine and was able to finish his story a few minutes later. NOS tweeted. Some speculated NOS may not have shown their official permit on that square to be allowed to film there. Instead of just asking the film film crew to show their permit, Chinese officials flexed their power and physically assaulted the reporter. Commies are going to That's That's all there is to it. And now that they... Now that China thinks they have their man in the White House, they're gonna gonna throw their weight around. They're gonna be a lot more on cocksure. So... Either that, or maybe they're getting desperate. Like all the rest of the uh, deep state trolls. Speaking of China, this is from Breitbart. FBI Director Ray. Scale of Chinese spying in the US blew me away. This article is from February 1st. FBI Director Christopher Ray said Tuesday on NBC's Nightly News that when he learned how widespread Chinese spying in the US was, it blew him away. Reporter Pete Williams said, Christopher Ray said when he became FBI Director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise. Ray said, This one blew me away. And I'm not the kind of guy who uses words like blown away easily. We are opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation about every 12 hours. We probably have over 2,000 of those investigations. He continued, There is no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to the people of Chinese descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. He added, The scale of their hacking program and the amount of personal and corporate data their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition with cutting-edge technical c- capability. It's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany combined with the tech of Silicon Valley. Ray concluded, we don't investigate based on race or ethnicity or constitutionally pre- protected activity. In fact, in many cases, Chinese Americans are some of the people most victimized by the Chinese government's tactics that we're describing. So, if you're wondering why it's taking so long for the election to be, you know, election integrity to be restored, just think about how many CCP assets are probably in this country. You know, the Patriots, and Patel Patriot talks about this in his Devolution series. There's probably so many Chinese... CCP assets in this country, we've got to like, take them out very carefully and one by one. So please be vigilant and be patient. These are things we have to, we have to tread carefully. Moving on to some happier news, followed by some infuriating news, we're going to look at the uh, Freedom Convoy in Canada. It's got a lot of popular support. From Herbal News, an article by Ian Miles Chong, and we'll get back to Chong in another article. Alberta tow truck companies refusing to assist the Royal Canadian Mounted Police in removing the border blockade. Several tow truck, crump- tow truck companies in Alberta are, for various reasons, refusing to help authorities remove the blockade at the Canada-U.S. border. Canadian police seeking assistance from, lo- from tow truck companies in the removal of trucks participating in the blockade are coming up short, due to the company's refusal to assist in dismantling the protest. As detailed by Rebel News, truckers have blockaded the roads in southern Alberta to protest the federal government's COVID-19 restrictions and mandates. According to local towing companies that spoke with the Western Standard, police have placed requests since Sunday to assist for them to assist the RCMP in the removal of trucks and other vehicles participating in the protest. So, um... So these um these working class businesses, these um tow truck companies, they're standing up for the um truckers. They're siding with the truckers, they're siding with the working class. That's that's a good development. Another good development farmers are driving trackers, farmers driving trackers break right through police barricades to join the trucker freedom convoy. This is from Gateway Pundit again. This is from February 2nd. The great news keeps coming in from our neighbor to the north. 100% fed up, Canada's truckers for freedom convoy have now been joined by farmers and tow truck drivers who have broken through the police blockades in a show of support for the truckers' anti-vaccine movement, anti-vaccine mandate movement, I should say. The trucker convoy is now blocking the U.S.-Canada border between Alberta and Montana as part of their protest. The police set up barricades on the highway and called the tow trucks to come and remove semi-trucks from the highway. While the tow truck drivers did show up, instead of coming to tow the semis, they joined the protest instead." So. And Gateway, has, Gateway Pundit has the video on YouTube, wonder how long that'll stay up. According to, the, to an Ottawa local, the mayor of Ottawa called tow truck companies to come to tow the semis off the streets, but all the towing companies said they have COVID. The outpouring of support for these truckers and their movement has just been incredible. So, that's a good development. Moving on. Canadian truckers remove one massive political roadblock. Aaron O'Toole has been removed as the conservative voice. Meanwhile, St. Christmas Day approaches. So, Aaron O'Toole, and this is a man, but his name is spelled the uh, female way. I don't know why. The Canadian Freedom Convoy truckers, representing the voices of the forgotten working class men and women of Canada, have achieved a resounding victory today on behalf of Middle Canada. This is from February 2nd again. They've removed Aaron O'Toole as opposition leader. Aaron O'Toole, according to this article, was a pathetically weak voice who refused to stand boldly on behalf of the working class protesters. So, instead of accepting the role of advocacy for the constituents he proclaimed to represent, O'Toole showed his alignment with the government oppressing the people. So, looks like the uh, Conservative Party in Canada, they're cleaning house. And we've seen the Republicans in the U.S. picking apart some of the um rhinos. Uh, I believe uh, Liz Cheney, the represent is she a representative or a senator from Wyoming? The Wyoming Republican Party has censured, censured her. That's good. More in Canada... Coming back to uh, Becker News, this is from February 3rd. Justin Trudeau capitulates to Freedom Truckers, Canadian PM announces he has no plan to use military force. So, so they, so were. there's been a lot of chatter about military force being used to remove the uh, truckers from the cities. That's a no-go. Justin Trudeau hobbled Canadian Prime Minister, who went into hiding in the face of a Freedom Convoy movement spreading across the country and the speculation that the nation was considering military intervention. One has to be very, very cautious before deploying in the military in situations and engaging Canadians, Trudeau said. This is not something we are looking at right now. There is no question of sending in the army, he told reporters. More than 200 trucks and other vehicles have been blockading downtown roads in the nation's capital since last Friday. What is an unpre- unprecedented protest by Canadian standards, Reuters report- reported. Um... Maybe by Canadian standards. We'll uh, look at some American standards later. The city's police chief, under fire for massive response by officers on Wednesday, said using the military was an option. The report added, "The Freedom Convoy has swept over much of Canada. It was reported earlier to be facing potential military intervention. Canada's military maybe may need to be deployed to clear Ottawa protesters from the self-described Freedom Convoy of truckers and supporters opposed to coronavirus." coronavirus vaccine mandates of uh, Washington Post reported. And it kind of goes on to um talk about the uh, auto police chief kind of um not directly putting military force on the uh, table, but Justin Trudeau has backed off. Now, just because military the military is not is not going to be used doesn't mean money can be uh, cannot be utilized. You probably heard this article, probably heard this story, and got super pissed off. GoFundMe, crowdfunding platform, shuts down the Freedom Convoy 2022 fundraiser. And the article was up. Do I need to? You subscribe. Hope you uh bear with me as my browser gets up here. Okay. GoFundMe announced for on Friday that is it, it has yanked the Freedom Convoy 2022 fundraiser from its crowdfunding platform. Trucks and other vehicles have been engaged in blockading the streets of Ottawa, Canada, according to Reuters. During a press conference earlier this week, Tamara Lich. has been named as an organizer on the fundraiser, called for the elimination of all COVID-19 mandates in Canada. Another individual had been listed as a team member on the fundraiser. We are therefore calling on all levels of the government in Canada to end all COVID mandates and restrictions. We will continue our protests until we have a clear plan for their elimination." The fundraiser in support of the protests had raised millions of dollars. Now, GoFundMe says, We now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity, GoFundMe said in a post about the fundraiser. Following a review of relevant facts and multiple discussions with local law enforcement and city officials, this fundraiser is now in violation of our terms of service and has been removed from the platform. And we will see in a little bit here that's bullplop, but... There is some good news. A little update in the wee hours of uh, February fifth. GoFundMe will re- will refund all Freedom Convoy twenty twenty two donations. This is from uh, Medium. The uh, this is from GoFundMe's GoFundMe stories. I believe this, this might be GoFundMe's um, official blog. The update we issued earlier enabled all donors to get a refund and outline a plan to distribute remaining funds to verified charities selected by Freedom Convoy organizers. However, due to donor feedback, we are simplifying the process. We will automatically refund all contributions directly. Donors do not need to submit a request. So a lot of my um social media friends have been super irate, worried worried that GoFundMe was either gonna hold on to the money or distribute it to uh other causes, therefore thereby pretty much stealing money from the donors and the um The convoy looks like that's it's going to be refunded back to the donors so that's a good development but why is this such bs at all well coming back to ian Ian miles chong he's writing in the post-millennial flashback gofundme supported antifa occupied chaz chop even after people were murdered GoFundMe, the crowdfunding platform that recently seized over $10 million in funds intended for the Canadian Truckers Freedom Convoy, financially supported and promoted the illegal Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or CHOP, or CHAZ, in Seattle, Washington, during the height of the summer 2020 riots that broke out in the wake of George Floyd's death. As detailed by deck Soviet on Twitter, GoFundMe tweeted an advertisement publicizing one of the many crowdfunds set up in the Chaz Chop, which was established by Black Lives Matter supporters, local gangs, and elements of Antifa, who set up a cop-free perimeter and encased the uh, several neighborhoods in Seattle's Capitol Hill district. Now, this was in the U.S., not Canada, but don't you find it odd that GoFundMe would have such double standards here? And if we just do a, um, duck the ghost search on for GoFundMe, Black Lives Matter, we'll find a lot of groups raising money. Black Lives BLM offshoots uh, raising money on GoFundMe. Let's um, I would show you as soon as the uh, browser wakes up. So here, GoFundMe.com, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Fundraiser by UK BLM Fund, Natic for Black Lives Matter Fundraiser, Black Lives Matter Solidarity Fund. These are all links to uh, different GoFundMe pages. Now, there's no single Black Lives Matter organization, and there are some Black Lives Matter groups that might be completely separate from the original, but... What does that tell you about GoFundMe? Support for GoFund- support for Black Lives Matter has just cratered in the last two years since the um all the violence and all the uh, arson and all the murder that happened during the summer of 2020. And how much fundraising and how much you know corporate money went to Black Lives Matter and how much of that. Money was sent off to uh, different politicians, you know. Joe Biden, the Democrat, the Democrats raised a whole bunch of money during twenty twenty after the uh, George Floyd incident, and how much you want? How much you want to bet a lot of that went through Black Lives Matter? But BLM is not out of the woods. They are not getting off scot free. This is from Conservative Institute. Black Lives Matter shuts down online fundraising amid questions about its finances. Many began to wonder about how Black Lives Matter handles its finances after the New York Post revealed last year that co-founder Patrice Kahn Cullors had purchased multiple homes. That news comes less than a week after the paper said BLM received a demand for information from the California Department of Justice, which is headed by Democrat State Attorney General Rob Bonta. An article published on Tuesday, it quoted the letter as stating that Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, Incorporated is delinquent with the registry of charitable trusts for failing to submit required annual reports. An organization that is delinquent, suspended, or revoked is not in good standing and is prohibited in engaging in conduct for which registration is required, including soliciting or dispersing charitable funds, the letter conceded. So, it then went on to lay out steps the organization would need to take in order to reclaim its place on the registry of charitable trusts, so you always have to be careful when giving to charity. You got to make sure that 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 so called charity is not a scam. You got to make sure that that organization's been around for a while and it's been vetted. It's you want you want you want to do good. You want to donate. You want, to, you want to donate your time and money or efforts to worthy causes, but there's so many bad, bad actors muddying the waters. Now, and one of those bad actors is a likely GoFundMe. This is why God and Satoshi gave us Bitcoin. Bitcoin is transparent. All transactions are can be viewed on the public ledger. Bitcoin is decentralized. No single person controls the flow of money bitcoin is best, is it's is a payment processor all its own i mean you can you can buy and sell bitcoin on exchanges like uphold or kucoin or crypto.com or you can figure out your get your wallet ad, you can get your wallet address that string of that string of characters letters and numbers and you can donate bitcoin directly Anyone you know who has that wallet address, just make sure that you know you've got it down right. So that's why I'm gonna harp on Bitcoin as much as I can. Bitcoin solves a lot of problems now. Moving on to some other shenanigans, coming back to the conservative treehouse, we're getting close to the end here. Must watch. AP Journalist, Matt Lee, questions State Department about claims of Russian aggression. Yeah, if it's not the, um, Freedom Convoy or Joe Rogan that's eating up the uh, new cycle, it's probably the, uh, so-called conflict with Russia. If you watch anything today, this is it. AP Journalist, Matt Lee, has been around a long time. He's a consistent person at the State Department briefing room who understands the deep state institutional games, and he knows how to spot narrative engineering. Earlier today, department spokesman Ned Price said, The United States has information that Russia is planning to stage fabricated attacks by Ukrainian military or intelligence forces as a pretext for a further invasion of Ukraine. Journalist Matt Lee then asked Ned Price what the declassified evidence was the state department was referring to. Price responded that he just gave it to the audience, meaning his word was the evidence. Matt Lee calls bullshit on Price and things got really interesting watch so i think we're gonna watch this right now and listen to it, uh, okay, well, let's, let it um, and we can't watch because my microphone is attached here you know what i'm gonna like i'm gonna to link to this article in my uh program description because this is just too good this is um the deep state needs a cover story they thought they had it with covid but trump got us the vaccine now now the deep state is trying to force people to make to do that to um take the vaccine but the people are wise to the uh, wise the game here now the deep state needs war Distract from whatever shenanigans they're going to pull, but the people, Ukraine and Russia, are not are not playing along. Now, I don't think Vladimir Putin's a good guy, but he is a he's a, he's a not good guy, and it's separate from the new world order. Like he's got his own things going on. He's not gonna he's not gonna mess with us. he's not gonna mess with us. If he wanted to invade Ukraine, he would have done it years ago. Looking at some more shenanigans here, and we're almost done. We now know why Capitol Police won't release any of those 14,000 hours of January 6th footage. Congress is blocking it. Now, did you really think Donald Trump ordered an insurrection attack against the Capitol on January 6th? I was looking at photos from on that day on social media. And I knew I knew it was staged. You know how I knew because one of those weirdos was carrying a Confederate flag. Republicans and Trump supporters freaking hate the Confederacy. That is a uh... what the left doesn't understand is true conservatives, true true patriots. They're not racist. They hate racism. They. They judge people by their as individuals and by their character. They don't judge people by what group they are, what what ethnic group, what race they are, what class they are. That's what the left does. Leftists are collectivists. They they treat people based on what group you are, based on what tax bracket you are, based on what race you are. They can't understand individual they can't understand individualism. So, just calling, calling, or calling a conservative a white nationalist is an exercise in pro- projection, and that's another thing that the left has a problem with. They are, their nar- projection is the um, con card of narcissists. That's just that's just it. that's just it. But let's look at this. The U.S. public is purposely being kept in the dark about what actually happened on January 6th, but it's not Donald Trump or his associates standing in the way, it's the Democrat-led Congress. The Capitol Police are seeking to shut down a legal request for its communications and surveillance video on January 6th, as was requested in connection with a Judicial Watch lawsuit. Follow Judicial Watch. They, they They are still on the ball. The Congress that oversees the Capitol Police has blocked it from releasing the footage claiming preposterously that it is not in the public interest nor is it a matter of public record it is also claiming sovereign immunity the speaker pelosi led house has argued that the videos and emails are not public records there is no public interest in their release and the sovereign immunity prevents citizens from suing for their release judicial watch pointed out well then why the hell do we have c span Why do we have C-SPAN if we're not allowed to know what goes on in the Capitol building, in the the People's Building? On January 21st, 2021, Judicial Watch issued a request for the following. Email communications between the U.S. Capitol Police Executive Team and the Capitol Police Board concerning the security of the Capitol on January 6th. The time frame of this request is from January 1st, 2021 to January 10th, 2021. Email communications of the Capitol Police Board with the FBI, the US Department of Justice, and the US Department of Homeland Security concerning the security of the Capitol on January 6, 2021. The time frame of this request is from January 1st, 2021 to January 10th, 2021. All video footage from within the Capitol between 12 p.m. and 9 p.m. on January 6 2021. You know how else I know Trump didn't order the insurrection. It happened before he was done giving a speech. He actually delayed going up on stage on January sixth, probably because he knew something was going down. The riots going on inside the Capitol were going on while people were still the crowd was still walking to the Capitol. That's been that's been detailed and um I'd have to dig up that article on my uh Facebook feed Facebook timeline, but I know it's there. Basically, the the Democrat-led Congress is stonewalling. The deep state is stonewalling. And that's one reason we need to be excited about True Social. And Donald Trump's uh, digital acquisition company. Now, we're getting close to the end here. I just want to read this article by, um, this letter by Archbishop Vigano. He's an archbishop with the Catholic Church. Archbishop Carlos Maria Vigano from Italy shared a letter, shared with us a letter to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops and the Prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith. He also shared a letter from Dr. Massimo Citro, M.D., to Dr. Gwyneth Spader. This is on thegetawaypundit.com. He also shared his message that was published at the Church Militant. Here are some of the thoughts that he shared. The multiple Vatican endorsements of the criminal mass vaccine campaign confirmed the full adherence of the hierarchy to the Globus Vulgate, without taking even the high, slightest account of the serious critiques of the so-called vaccines. The Pontifical, the Pontifical Academy of for Life is no exception. It has become an organ of Neo-Malthusianism. And if you know who Malthus was, that's that's deep crap. Even to the point of declaring that subjecting oneself to inoculation with the experimental drug is an act of love and a moral duty, incontrovertibly denying not only the evidence of the facts, but also the existence of a global plan that has deliberately caused this, this psychopandemic in order to, to bring about a ruthless reduction of the world population, especially the elderly, and impor, impose forms of control and restriction to the national rights of citizens. It's surprising neither that the deep church is totally subservient to the deep subservient to the deep state, nor that Borgholio—that would be Pope Francis—not that Boroglio wants to put himself forward as a candidate for the presidency of the religion of humanity that the new world order intends to establish. On the other hand, we see that the pandemic re- represents only one aspect of the complex network of complicity between the globalist oligarchy, the financial power of the pharmaceutical companies the international institutions, and national governments all over the world. Looking at the gene serum as if it were a real vaccine that prevents a serious illness is useless because its effectiveness in preventing contagion is zero and COVID is not a fatal disease if treated promptly. But in order for the truth to triumph and the guilty to be condemned, it is necessary to open our eyes, recognizing the crisis of authority, both at at the political and religious levels. So... I really think I ought to post some more, um, faith, faith content here because what's well, going to really, you know, overturn the, the tyranny of the new world order, the central banks, communism, what have you, it's going to be, it's going to be God's kingdom. And thank goodness for faithful ministers like Archbishop Vigano, whatever, Whatever shenanigans that the pope goes goes on with, there have been bad popes before. There have been good popes. It's up to individual followers of Christ, followers of the Lord to listen, to talk to God, listen to that quiet voice that hopefully the Holy Spirit you know instills in us, and carry out God's kingdom. So we can anyone can be an instrument of God. What? People really misunderstand the the, uh, the point, the message of Christianity. You know, the point of the Christian religion is not to go to heaven. The point is to uh, repair the world. The world is fallen, humanity is broken. But God, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit—they have—they have—they have a way for us to be restored, and they want us to be part of that restoration project. So, I think I need to um talk talk quite a bit more about. That aspect, but anyone can be an instrument of God if they open up their, themselves to the Holy Spirit. And the more I the more I hear from Donald from Donald Trump, the more I'm sure he's also an instrument of God. So let's just look at Digital World Acquisition Corp. Its uh, stock price right now, in the wee hours of February Saturday, February fifth. It's up four point fourteen percent today. It's um up 19% over the past five days. So that's really good. Digital World Acquisition Corp. That's Donald Trump's um, media company, his uh, SPAC, and the one that's supported so strongly by retail investors, not, not necessarily um, banks or corporate investors, by regular folks. That's a really good sign. So I think I will let you go. Once again, if you find this content valuable, please share it and please support the program by clicking on any of the, of the referral links or going to my website and uh, buying some merch. This is Nate houseman signing off and letting you know it's okay to stand up for yourself. Have a good one.